Thanks for tuning into our Clubhouse podcast, where we have candid and open conversations about mental health and anything related to it. Our Clubhouse is located in Richmond, British Columbia, where we support adults recovering from and living with mental illness. We'll be hearing from both members and staff, where our thoughts and our opinions are our own. Today, we'll be hearing from myself, Mashud, Ariel, and Mari. Hey guys, how are you all doing today? I'm doing great, thank you for asking. Awesome. I'm doing wonderful, I'm doing awesome, thanks Mari. Mashud, tell us why we're here. We're here to uh, talk about what schizophrenia is, some of the myths, some of the advices, and um, you know, how we've been living with, with schizophrenia. Awesome. So, I guess schizophrenia is a really big word. Not everyone really knows what it is. Um, what does schizophrenia mean to you guys? Um, well, for me, I would say it's annoying, especially in the beginning of my schizophrenia because I heard like thousands and thousands and thousands of voices to a point where I was getting migraines. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, I don't know, it's, uh, it's a hard thing to go through. It is. Um, myself, it's, I have had hallucinations, but for me, it's mostly, um, I say like disorganized thoughts, a little bit of paranoia, sometimes a little bit of delusion. But um, so I find what schizophrenia is, is change in um, brain chemistry that affects people from not knowing what is reality and what is not. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so nice thoughts or could be hallucinations. You just you that you cannot you have difficulty comprehending reality. Yeah. yeah, sounds like a lot, and especially for myself when I first started working in mental health, schizophrenia was a big mystery to me. I had no idea what schizophrenia was. You don't really hear about it. It's not an illness that. A lot of people know about until you actually you know actually you have to look it up most people think about like depression or anxiety like right off the bat but schizophrenia schizophrenia is like one of those unknown i was gonna say mythical but um almost like unknown um illnesses that you really don't know too much about um and michelle you touched on a lot of what schizophrenia involves so i'm just gonna read this thing um that I picked up from the um, Center for Addiction and Mental Health, which is located in Toronto. So they're a big um, research institute for mental health and mental illnesses. Um, so the definition that they gave is that schizophrenia is a complex mental illness that affects how a person thinks, feels, behaves, and relates to others. The, illne- the illness occurs in both men and women, but it is slightly more common in men. And here it says that the first episode typically occurs in the late teens to early 20s and they usually appear earlier for men than for women. Um, People can also develop the illness later in life and as many as one out of 100 may experience schizophrenia. Um, Uh, Yeah, it's pretty. So that's a big number. It is a big number. Um, um, But compared to some of the other mental illnesses for sure it does um it is not as common 
Yeah. So I guess this kind of ties into our next question. When did you realize you had schizophrenia? Tell us what that was like. Rashid, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, for me, my speech started breaking down. Um, I started doing poorly at school, had trouble like memorizing things. Mm, and I started to hallucinate a little bit too. Like when I was watching TV, I would think, oh, um, I have a relative of this person or um, you know, my brother or his relatives. Um, well, it, was, it was hard times. I was diagnosed very early at 15 years old. Yeah. Which is the onset you get for schizophrenia for men, one of the earlier ages. So um, yeah, disorganized thoughts, I had trouble with concentration. I had trouble like like comprehend, like concentrating on what the teachers were saying. I was doing poorly in school. I started hallucinating while watching TV. I thought I was like um, son of like Saddam Hussein, which is which is something that's not true. And um, and then uh, I went to my uh, general physician, and we just had a talk. And then, well, like six months later, I went to a psychiatrist. Oh, wow. You were really diagnosed young, like 15. That's crazy to have it that young. Wow. You're so new to the world, so you're like really new. We'll yeah. Definitely, we'll definitely ask you more questions about like what that was like for you at that, such a young age. But Ariel, is your story similar or not really? Uh, I sort of similar, but not really. I don't know. I was... When I realized I had schizophrenia, I was about like 25. I'm pretty sure I was 25, but I had it when I was 21, all the way up to 25. And I was in so much denial about it. My dad would like drive me to the hospital every time that like I was going crazy with my schizophrenia because it drives you nuts. And like, he drive me to the hospital and I, I would say like, oh, I don't have schizophrenia. <laughs> And I'd be let go. And like eventually, um, when I was 25, I had this outbreak where I thought I could feel my dad being murdered and I thought someone was going to kill him. And I, I called 911, which is really weird. He was on vacation, my dad, in Israel. And I called 911 and I got taken to the hospital. I told the police what, what was going on. And they took me to the hospital and I was like, I need like, uh, they were like, you have schizophrenia. And I was like, eh, okay, okay. And I was like, well, can you put me on like the heaviest medication you have? Because I'm really scared. Cause I thought like these so-called terrorists, which there's no terrorists around, but anyways, were like gonna attack my family. And yeah, so I've, Decided I had schizophrenia when I was like 25. Before I thought it was mi mystical and magical, but that's just one of the things about schizophrenia. When you first get it, you don't know if it's r real or not or whatever you think, you know what I mean? Like you think it's something else. Even for myself, I started probably seeing it a little bit earlier than usual. So for me, maybe around like 13, I would not be concentrating on what the teachers were saying at school. Really? Wow. Yeah, so like, um, 
we had like grammar lessons and I didn't pay attention to what the teacher was saying. Really? Yes. You, that's so that's so hard you had it that young like because when I had schizophrenia like when I had it I was like oh my teens were heavenly I had privacy I had the greatest thing and like I thought it was so real so it sounds like you guys had like really different experiences and you guys actually kind of touched on this too um so for those of you our listeners who don't know um a little bit more about schizophrenia um you know, as we said, it affects how people think, feel, behave, and relate to other people. Um, and some of the symptoms, they cluster them into what's called positive or negative symptoms of psychosis. Um, so for one of us, we experience more of the positive symptoms. So that is the addition or distortion of people's normal functioning. So that includes like hallucinations, delusions, um, that would be considered some of the positive symptoms. For negative symptoms, this involves normal functioning that becomes lost or reduced. So that includes the changes in cognitive functioning that maybe one of us was experiencing in school. Um, when you guys were feeling those, were you like scared in the moment or, you know, we're just more confused? Um, I had a lot of fear because I thought like, terrorists were chasing me and like ISIS was chasing me but it like my schizophrenia changed as I got older um like I started hearing I thought I was talking to like heaven and I, I thought I was talking to like heaven's children and their parents and like Jesus and Mary and like King David and like <laughs> whoever else is up there and that's just what I thought you know and like I don't know it's so it changes like your voices can be different like they can be negative or positive one of the things um i was fortunate to go to ubc for a bit to study education um huh. it was a really hard time for me i was struggling not getting too much sleep i was getting relapses and every time uh, yeah, my psychiatrist had reduced my medication a lot so every time when I was about to wake up from bed, I would hear my parents' voices. It was kind of like a creepy voice kind of thing, like, oh, should wake up now? So even if I, I, I haven't hallucinated a lot, but I have hallucinated in the mind. And um, sometimes I think, I get, like, think, oh, I'm watching this sports game, means, oh, I'm gonna be watching it next year or something. You get these delusional, sometimes thoughts and um yeah another thing that's a negative symptom is that um motivation to get started on things to do like i know like for me when i'm in class sometimes it's difficult to, to start on like an assignment because it's just the negative symptom of losing my initiative and my motivation that has sometimes affects people with schizophrenia yeah, that sounds like a lot. Um, did you know that there's a lot of myths about schizophrenia? I'm sure you've heard all of these myths. Do you guys want to go through this? Some of the myths about schizophrenia? And we can laugh about how wrong some of these myths are. <laughs> okay. Do you guys want to hear them? 
Yeah, sure. Okay. So myth number one, um, schizophrenia means you have multiple personalities. Is that true? Um, yeah, it can be true. I, I developed a ton of personalities because of schizophrenia, because I thought I was talking to different people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I think, yeah. For myself, for my opinion, Ariana, it's a little bit different from yours. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you don't, with schizophrenia, you don't think you are someone else. Well, I don't think that I'm someone else, but I think that I'm talking to someone and then I get their personality and I think they're talking to me. Yeah, yeah so I think um, I, the difference I find with multiple personality disorder compared to hallucinations is that you still know who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still know who I am, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You, just, you don't, the problem with schizophrenia yeah. is that you get distorted from reality. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like, I think there was a little bit of uh, mis a misunderstanding. I think that that yeah. myth is kind of true. Like, schizophrenia can give you multiple personalities, sort of, because, like, you can hear voices and stuff. Oh, and, but like, it's not. Um, it's not the same thing. Yeah, I think it's different because I think what you're experiencing is you're talking to different people. But yeah. when we talk about, like, multiple personality disorder, as Mashid was saying, um, it's like your perception of yourself is different. So like you'll be Ariel in one in one minute and then the next minute you'll be like somebody else named Molly it, or something. <laughs> I don't know where I got that name. But yeah, so a lot of people confuse schizophrenia with multiple personality disorder. For sure. Yeah. But from what we know is <laughs> it's not necessarily it's not true for sure yeah. you might hear different voices um most of, pe of people who aren't there um but it's definitely not a change in your perception of self for sure yeah yeah okay and i have multiple well i used to have multiple <laughs> <laughs> <I> just started <laughs> you hear you hear other multiple personalities you have multiple persons <laughs> there for sure. For sure. okay so myth number two, most people with schizophrenia are violent or dangerous. Oh, I don't like that myth. Mm -hmm. it's, a pretty, it's a pretty sad myth. And mm -hmm. um, I think this is kind of when we talked about in our previous episode about stigma, schizophrenia, I think, gets a lot of flack for it because people um, confuse it with things that are things that they see on TV where it's super violent and people are, you know, going to attack somebody, but that's not necessarily the case, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, and it, like, that's the thing when you talk with anyone and you like, if you're upset or something, they think, oh, you, you have schizophrenia, you might become violent at any second. Mm -hmm. Everyone around you behaves that way too. That they think oh, you have schizophrenia, you could become violent at any time. Which is um, not, which is not true. You know, people, people. I think that's one of the big myths with schizophrenia as well. Is this, some people who are part of your sports circles may also think, oh, you could, you could, you could become violent at any time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it even says here. When people with schizophrenia do commit violent acts, there usually is some other um, condition that 
is um, propelling the violent behavior. So things like they say childhood conduct problems or substance abuse, um, which not everybody has. So yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Myth number three, Ariel, I know you're going to disagree with this because I know you're going to tell us about how your parents have been really supportive. So unfortunately, there is a myth out there that bad parenting is the cause. No, I don't agree with that. That's exactly. not true. It's, yeah. it's not true. Like, mm -hmm. um, my, my, I have a really good dad, a really great mom. My parents, like, you know, made sure I wasn't, like, alone. They're, mm -hmm. like, pushovers. Um, when I fell out of a tree, they wouldn't be, like, suck up and stop crying. Be normal. They, they were, like, you know, poor baby. Oh. And, like, I don't know. I was I was a very spoiled teenager. I had everything I wanted for high school, for like clothes, computers, all that stuff. So, yeah. And what about with you, Monsieur? You you have good parents too. So and, and yeah. Um, yeah, for myself, when I was a young kid, my father was a little abusive to me. Uh. Over time, my father and um has become one of my biggest supporters. Like, That's good. you were telling me, we should stop thinking negatively, think positive. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I feel like I'll tell me yeah, I'm not feeling good today, dad. Like, just have some rest, take some time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Or like, sometimes I think, oh, I should study, but like, I wanna watch a little bit of TV. It's like, oh, we should watch TV right now. You will watch with me. Yeah. I think it's really good to hear that, you know, over time, like, there is a sense of more understanding about your own, um, in your own family and that they've become really great supports for you. Um, Can there's I more mention one more thing? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just remember this one time my dad was taking me to the hospital because he thought he was going to save me from my schizophrenia. And he cranks up this song. It's like, I don't know what song it was, but it was this really like, you know, like energetic songs, like, you know, tapping his hand while he's driving the wheel. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to save you, Ariel. I'm your hero. He actually said he was my hero. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I'm glad that your dad has been such a really good support for you. Cool. Um, yeah, he's good support. There's actually more to this myth. It's really sad too. Mothers in particular often get blamed for this myth. Um, but we, again, we know that's not true. Um, there's a lot of things that may cause schizophrenia as things like genes, trauma, and substance abuse, but we can't always say that parenting is a huge part of why schizophrenia um, develops. Yeah. Myth number four, if your parent has schizophrenia, you'll get it too. Not true. So we, so we know that genes do play a role, but just because your parent, ha just because your parent might have it too, doesn't mean you're bound to get it as well. Yeah. And, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. one of the big myths, the gene factor. Yeah. A lot of people worry though, like I have schizophrenia, my in the future my kid might have schizophrenia too, but sometimes if you do good parenting, the child might never get schizophrenia. Even if you do have schizophrenia. Yeah. Myth number five, people with schizophrenia aren't smart. I am looking at two very smart people. So I personally can say that that myth is not true. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? <laughs> I know when I'm like in my, my, my out, 
break or whatever of schizophrenia I become better at school I become better at like poetry writing I be I like learn things do you know what I mean like I don't know why I just become obsessed with learning when I have my schizophrenic outbreak my psychosis but other but when I'm out of psychosis I don't really care <laughs> so much <laughs> but yeah I, I would say people with schizophrenia are definitely smart and that myth is just complete bs so yeah like if you have a good support skill circle good environment um if you brought up if you brought up well then you could become very successful even at like even in school or work and that's one of the big myths when people's like you meet someone oh it's like yes schizophrenia i don't know if you'll be able to have a job or if you'll be able to go to college or university yeah it really just means that um society and how we support people with schizophrenia needs to be better so that people can lead productive lives um and in fact you know many creative and smart people throughout history have had schizophrenia so people like the russian ballet dancer vaslav nizhinsky and oh, wow. no yeah and nobel prize winning mathematician john nash have all been have both been diagnosed with schizophrenia so who knows maybe you'll one day win a nobel prize <laughs> one of you might win a nobel prize or both of you might win a nobel prize Mashoud will. <laughs> um no you can you might have a famous career to ariel maybe oh yeah rap, maybe rapping okay. or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, Okay, myth number six, if you have schizophrenia, you belong in a mental hospital. Where are you guys sitting right now? Um, at Clubway's Path House, having a like, grand spanking good time. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. agree, like, not every person with schizophrenia will end up in the hospital. Most mm -hmm. of them never even go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most people with schizophrenia live with the, with their families, um, maybe in support of housing if they do need support, uh, more support, um, you know, with their living challenges. Um, but a lot of the time people are just at home and can lead normal lives. Um, myth number seven, you can't hold a job if you have it, Mashoud. You worked in our transitional employment program. I know you've hold, held your employment. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, like I, I have worked on two PE sites. One is at Mass and Co, which was um, a health um, law insurance company, business and law insurance company, as an office assistant. And I worked also at the city hall at Richmond. And looking back, like people would think, oh, he cannot do a stressful job it's true stressful office related task. You won't be able to keep up. You won't be able to, to, to accomplish the transitional employment sites or have work in the future. And it's not true. Like you might need some extra help along the way, but doesn't mean you cannot be successful at work. And then for me, um, I always try to keep positive, optimistic, and um, having a good strong sports circle like I had with Pathways at my transitional employment sites can go a long way. You know, mm -hmm. One myth I just really uh, 
really don't like is that people with schizophrenia want to be able to hold a job. Or can't, you mean, can't hold a job. That's yeah, the myth, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even if schizophrenia makes it harder for you to land a job and sometimes go to work every day, you know, with the right treatment, with the right support circles, with the right kind of accommodations at work, you people can definitely find a position that fits their skills and abilities and their routines. You may struggle, but doesn't yeah. mean you won't be successful. Exactly. Myth number eight, schizophrenia makes people lazy. Um, so this said that, so the, this myth was said because the illness can make it harder for dressing for, for people to take care of their daily needs, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're lazy, right? True. Um, yeah, so like when I do, sometimes it's difficult to start on the task, but when I do start on the task, I work hard and I'll spend hours and hours studying. And, um, yeah, that's also a very big myth that people yeah. are with schizophrenia are lazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I know you study a lot, Mashoot. <laughs> <laughs> I know you really well. You study a lot and you work really hard, uh, which I think debunks this myth. So we can call those myths, that myth debunked. Okay, last myth for you guys. Um, myth number nine, you can never recover from it. Oh my God, I hear that from my doctor all the time. And like, he always says, he's like, oh, you're gonna hear voices again. You're gonna hear voices again. And I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna hear voices again. And he'll be like, you said that like last time. And like, it happens to me. And I, I haven't heard it from anyone else except my doctor. Not to blame my doctor, but <laughs> yeah. I would say like, as long as you're on your medications um, at, a, at the appropriate level, yeah, strong support systems, such as like Pathos gives to their members. And uh, if you have a strong support system at home, um, I think, yeah, you might you might eventually get cured from it for sure maybe there'll be a cure yeah like 100 percent um yeah schizophrenia might be one of those um mental illnesses that may be really hard to treat but that's not necessarily impossible to treat so with the right medicine and the right and the right therapy about 25 percent of people with this disease will recover completely Mm -hmm. yep and another 50 percent of people will see improvement in their symptoms And a lot of people with schizophrenia will still be able to live full and productive lives. So I think with everything that we've said about these myths, we can call these debunked. Debunked. (laughs) Um, When you guys, you know, do you guys tell a lot of people that you have schizophrenia? Does it come up in conversation a lot? Um... When I'm like single, sure. But when I'm not single, no, I don't be like, yeah, I have schizophrenia. Like, nice to meet you. Like, forget my name. I'm just schizophrenia. <laughs> so, so, not in your dating life, you would never bring it up. No, I'd bring it up in my dating life. Like, oh, okay. if I if I was single, I'd bring it up to like if I was dating someone, I'd bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I want I have to, right? Like, yeah. it's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think. But other than, oh. but oh god, sorry. <laughs> Go on, Mashu. Go on, Mashu. Um, yeah. There's a lot of stigma in the Indian culture when it comes to 
talking about schizophrenia, I've with it's easier sometimes to talk with people who you know mm-hmm. have the schizophrenia or mental illness as well. Um, but as I get older, I, I'm starting to open up a little bit more and more with people talking about schizophrenia. I hope I'll go talk more about it with people. But uh, yeah, like I remember um, doing being part of the our clubhouse con our clubhouse uh, um, fundraiser, and I had to give a speech and um, I talked a little bit about that stigma that's involved with schizophrenia. And I, I like to share my story. And as I get older, I think I'm getting more and more used to sharing about my mental health. What does the label of schizophrenia mean to you? Like, do you feel like people treat you differently because of that particular diagnosis? I mean, before we talked about, you know, just having the label, you know, having a mental illness, but does schizophrenia, you know, make it even harder um, or do people treat you even more different because of that particular diagnosis? Um, I don't know. Uh, do people treat me differently because I have schizophrenia? I don't know. Like, I, 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 I haven't seen it. Like, if I'm if I'm going through psychosis, maybe. But like, if I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think people really treat me differently because I have schizophrenia. I think for me, my support circle doesn't treat me any differently. Mm-hmm. You always do meet some people who might treat you differently. True. Uh, maybe I just don't remember those people. I think that's a really good mindset. Just, you know, just no sweat off your back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really glad that you brought up your support circle because I was just going to ask, who do you guys turn for support? Turn to for support. I would turn to my dad, but he passed away. Um, so now, like, his friends. Uh, I'm hanging out with his, my dad's uh, friend, Angie. She's a painter on Sunday, so I'm going to go hang out with her. So, And um, um, my family, just all my family. So, yeah. For me, of support circle, my um, my mom and dad have been really uh, have been really good to me, and my brother has been especially good to me over the years. Um, always giving me confidence, and my dad always being telling me to be optimistic, and my mom always being willing to assist me whenever I need assistance. Um, I would say I'm fortunate to have a good support circle, and uh, even if I. I know a lot of people in my family, um, a lot of people, friends, um, family friends, they, they provide support as well too, knowing that even if I haven't opened up, they know I have the illness and they have been very, they can be supportive at times. We always will find some people who will label you, but as long as you have a strong support circle, those labels may do don't internalize and affect you in any negative way. What does a day look, what does a day-to-day, what does the day-to-day look for you with schizophrenia? 
Does it look different than anybody else's? No. <laughs> it's the same. Good. That was that was the right answer. <laughs> Everyone's the same. Nobody has a different routine. Um, just because people have schizophrenia. <laughs> Um, and finally, how do you guys manage your mental health? Um, I, I take my medication, um, which I need. Um, I make sure that I know completely every day that my psychosis that I went through is not real. That's my most important thing to know for myself, because if I think it's real, it will come back to me and I'll get very manic and stuff because like oh there's a god but really i'm not sure if there is one so yeah that's how i manage it um, i agree with ariel 100 percent um medication is very important never ever try to get off medication if the doctor doesn't think so you might feel like oh you need some adjustments then talk to your doctor about it um, also, um, having, a, having a strong support circle is very important. People you could turn to for help, especially when you're feeling unhealthy. Mm -hmm. um, another important thing that has always helped assisted me was physical exercise. So almost, um, I do about like an 40 minutes to an hour of physical exercise almost every day. And, um, and that helps my concentration, helps my mood as well. Mm -hmm. So I would say that combination of taking medications, long support circle, and physical exercise has, has helped me keep healthy. And of course, coming to Pathways Clubhouse as well for support. Um, of course, support circle has been also very effective for me. Yeah. Um, this isn't a question that you guys have, but I'm really curious how much you know about the treatment of schizophrenia. Michelle, you talked about um, medications that you take you both said actually you both said medications is there any other kinds of treatments or things that you know um if you start getting if you like just started getting <laughs> schizophrenia um and get migraines or headaches i recommend going and getting a massage or getting someone to massage your head but because uh i don't know that's all I'd say. Head massage. Head massage sounds good. Mishu, do you know about any other mm -hmm. treatments that are curious that are yeah, so listeners I took, curious about? Um, I took classes when it comes to learning about psychosis and schizophrenia. So um, one of the treatments I would always say is like if there's a group sessions happening or like cognitive behavioral therapy or, or about psychosis. I would, um, I would recommend people to take classes like that. They could help with the treatment as well. Okay. Oh, I never took classes. Do you guys have any advice for people who are maybe struggling with schizophrenia because they've just recently been diagnosed or um, any coping techniques you would give somebody? Um, uh, if they were recently diagnosed, um, I think it's 
best like like I hope that they know it's schizophrenia and not just like this magical mystical world you know what I mean like that's I hope it's more that this person to get better has to see it in themselves to get better you know because some people will be like hey I want you to get better I want you to get better but if you don't see it you can't get better you know what I mean it's it's kind of like it's kind of like I don't know it's does that make sense? Okay. That's what makes me. So I always say, um, think optimistically, think positively all the time. For sure. Yeah, you you'll have some difficult days, and um, make sure you have a strong support circle, people who you could turn for help, and always be optimistic, always be positive, and always, always do your best as you can. Yeah. You're perfect, but but you can you can improve and you could live a productive life. Mm -hmm. I like your advice better than mine. <laughs> to be honest, I think your advice is on the right track, Ariel. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Um, okay. Do you guys have any other things you wanted to talk about? Um, Mishi, do you have anything? Um, yeah, just. Don't ever think like, don't no, never stop no. believing in yourself and always, always try to be, be yourself and try to be the best you can be. Okay, I have one thing to say. Happiness is always around you. You just gotta reach out and grab it. I like both of the advice that you just gave. So optimistic and so uplifting. Um, I think it's time for us to call it a wrap. So thank you guys so much for doing this episode and we'll hear from you more in the future. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.